Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband Bob. Today, we will be reading Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 15 from the Common English Bible, beginning at verse 1. The Lord appeared to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre while he sat at the entrance of his tent in the day's heat. He looked up and suddenly saw three men standing near him. As soon as he saw them, he ran from his tent entrance to greet them and bowed deeply. He said, Sirs, if you would be so kind, don't just pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, so you may wash your feet and refresh yourselves under the tree. Let me offer you a little bread, so you will feel stronger. And after that you may leave your servant and go your way, since you have visited your servant. They responded, Fine, do just as you have said. So Abraham hurried to Sarah at his tent and said, Hurry, knead three seahs of the finest flour and make some baked goods. Abraham ran to the cattle, took a healthy young calf and gave it to a young servant who prepared it quickly. Then Abraham took butter, milk, and the calf that had been prepared, put the food in front of them, and stood under the tree near them as they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, Right here in the tent. Then one of the men said, I will definitely return to you about this time next year. Then your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were both very old. Sarah was no longer menstruating. So Sarah laughed to herself, thinking, I'm no longer able to have children, and my husband's old. The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Me give birth at my age? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? When I return to you about this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah lied and said, I didn't laugh, because she was frightened. But he said, No, you laughed. Here ends our reading of Genesis 18, verses 1 to 15. Sadly, some people have accused Sarah in this passage of mocking God and calling God a liar. This is a very severe interpretation of Sarah's behavior. According to the text of Genesis 18, Sarah laughed when she heard the prophecy not to mock her Creator, but rather because she found the idea of a 90-year-old postmenopausal woman bearing a child difficult to believe. Her response was no different than her husband Abraham's, as described in Genesis 17:17, 17, which reads, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. He said to himself, Can a hundred-year-old man become a father? Or Sarah, a ninety-year-old woman, have a child? God did not respond harshly to either Abraham or Sarah. In fact, it seems that he was in on the joke. He told them to name their son Isaac, which in Hebrew refers to laughter. In the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, we also find that Sarah overcame her initial disbelief. That passage reads as follows in the International Standard Version of the Bible. By faith, Sarah, even though she was old and barren, received the strength to conceive because she was convinced that the one who had made the promise was faithful. Sarah overcame her initial shock, trusted God, and received a miraculous blessing. In Hebrews 11, Sarah is included in a list of positive role models 
who were all able to accomplish miraculous things because they trusted God. In addition to Sarah, this list includes Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and Rahab. Unfortunately, it is a great tragedy that some English translations of the Bible have removed Sarah from this list. For example, Hebrews 11.11 of the God's Word translation reads as follows, Faith enabled Abraham to become a father, even though he was old and Sarah had never been able to have children. Abraham trusted that God would keep his promise. One problem with this translation becomes immediately apparent. Greek New Testament manuscripts include Sarah's name in this verse, and there is no mention of Abraham. Some scholars have suggested that Sarah is not meant to be the subject of the sentence. Instead, they say that Abraham should be understood to be the subject, the one who has faith, while Sarah's barrenness merely highlights the need for God to do a miracle. Up to this point in Hebrews 11, the author has followed the exact same grammatical pattern for each person highlighted as a role model. The author writes the phrase, by faith, followed by the subject of the sentence, which is the person's name, and then goes on to provide the verb, which indicates what the person was able to accomplish by faith. For example, by faith Abel offered a better sacrifice. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he didn't see death. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. The author follows the same pattern in Hebrews 11.11 11, when Sarah's faith is highlighted. By faith, Sarah, even though she was old and barren, received the strength to conceive because she was convinced that the one who had made the promise was faithful. Despite what the God's Word translation suggests, Sarah is indeed the subject of Hebrews 11.11. 11. She was indeed the person who received a miracle because she trusted in God's promise to her. Some Greek interlinear texts of this passage, those that display both English and Greek, wrongly suggest that Sarah is not the subject of this passage. They do this by adding an iota subscript under the last vowel in Sarah's name. For students of Greek grammar, this subscript would indicate that Sarah's name is in the dative case. This would mean that while Sarah is mentioned in the passage, she could not be its subject. In Papyrus 13, a 3rd century AD manuscript of this passage, there is no iota subscript. The iota subscript is a later addition to the text that only appears to change its meaning. Some scholars also say that because Sarah is described as barren in some ancient manuscripts, again, this must mean that she was not the subject of the sentence. The addition of the adjective barren to describe Sarah's condition has no impact on whether or not she was the one who exercised faith. The International Standard Version, for example, notes that Sarah was indeed barren and she was the person who trusted God for a miracle. In addition to ancient manuscript evidence, we also have the following 4th century commentary on the book of Hebrews written by John Chrysostom that indicates exactly who had faith in God and received the miracle 
of a promised child. Chris Hostum wrote, By faith, also Sarah received strength to conceive seed, even when she was past age. What is to conceive seed? She who was become dead, who was barren, received power for the retaining of seed for conception. For her imperfection was twofold. First, from her time of life, for she was really old. And secondly, from nature, for she was barren. Sarah had faith in God's promise to her, and as a result was able to conceive from Abraham's seed, even though she was postmenopausal and had been barren even before that. Some scholars, intent on excluding Sarah as an example of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, suggest that the word interpreted conceive in verse 11 is an action that only a man can perform. This says more about their way of thinking than the actual language of the text. In Greek, the word is katabole. It is used throughout the New Testament in reference to God's laying the foundation of the world. In other words, the world's beginning or its conception. Literally, in the Greek of Hebrew 11.11, Sarah receives power from God for conception, because she had faith. A final attempt to exclude Sarah from the list of positive role models in Hebrews 11 comes in the form of critical commentary that says the Bible cannot be commending Sarah because she laughed when she first heard God's prophecy and because she lied when she denied that she had laughed. Making Abraham's faith the subject of Hebrews 11.11 would seem to solve these problems. The author who wrote this commentary seems to have forgotten that Abraham also laughed when he was first told that he and Sarah would have a child. It's true that Sarah denied laughing, and the Bible passage tells us she did this because she was afraid. It's also true, however, that when Abraham was afraid of Pharaoh earlier in the Genesis story, he decided to mislead Pharaoh to protect himself and asked Sarah to go along with his deceptive scheme. Sarah and Abraham both laughed. Sarah and Abraham were both dishonest. Neither were disqualified by their imperfect behavior from receiving God's blessing. Suggesting that Sarah alone would be disqualified is simply a sexist double standard. Disqualifying Sarah on the basis of her moral imperfection also goes against the entire thrust of the message found in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews 10, we are told that people cannot draw close to God by human effort alone. Through faith in the loving sacrifice of Jesus Christ, they are made righteous before God. Through faith in the help and guidance of the Holy Spirit, people can learn to love themselves and others the way Jesus loves us. Like Enoch, Abel, Noah, and her husband Abraham, Sarah is an example to us all. Even though she was not perfect, she received God's help and blessing because she had faith in the loving promise of her Creator.